This week's episode of Here's What I Get is brought to you in part by overly sensitive smoke detectors. Overly sensitive smoke detectors, they'll uh, be sure to warn you that something's happening in the building. Is it a fire? Probably not. But hey, might as well evacuate anyway. Am I right or am I right? Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network and the Carl Podcast Network. I am your host, Ted Burt, in the most dangerous city in America and calling in from way south of the equator, it's El Chaco. Oh, love me and chatta! Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Doing well, how are you? Ah, I'm having a day, man. Real fun day. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, uh, I am too. Uh, I I'm glad we're able to do this. As you saw from my like bleak, uh, fast.com upload speed, download speed numbers. I wasn't sure if this was going to happen or not. I still don't. So if I drop off and freeze, hang on a second. I'll do everything I can to get back on. But uh, uh, you know. We, we had our, our, our internet drop off on Sunday and then I, I got back to the guys about this like right away. And then like, they're like, yeah, we'll have it fixed tomorrow. And then that was yesterday. And then like it didn't get fixed. And then today we were out most of the day. I thought, okay, it'll get fixed in time for the show. They know I'm doing this show. They know it's important to me to have like proper download speed and upload speed to be able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. And they're sending me like photos of like guys like climbing up like cell phone towers, like to show me they're doing something, but like, fuck, they couldn't get it fixed in time. So I've got like a three megabyte per second, like if I'm lucky download speed, but for some reason, like an 18 megabyte per second upload speed. So, you know, you'll hear me just fine, but you come in all choppy and shitty for me. So that's, that's how it's going to be. Of course. <laughs> of course. But, uh, uh yeah, I had I started my day at eight AM in the hot shop and then blew glass for three hours and then thinking that I was gonna just like run to Home Depot and pick up some stuff and then get to work and I was gonna shower at work and then I had some stuff to do in the office. Instead, I I finished class, I pick up my phone to a lot of text messages and emails, one of which was like, we, you know, let's, let's jump on a staff meeting real quick at 10 AM. And I was like, well, I didn't fucking see that until now. <laughs> and, and there's like, Oh, we need to go to Ikea and pick up our Ikea order of stuff. So in my mind, when I say that, what does that mean to you? What's that? Sorry. It, it, it chopped out for a second. So there. in your mind, what we had to, we had to go pick up our Ikea, Ikea order of some furniture that we, we bought to spruce up the green room and, and some new office furniture. What does that phrase mean to you? To pick up office furniture? Yeah. You're picking up from Ikea. Picking, picking up means that it's like already like picked up and like ordered and like it's waiting for you. And you just like go with like a ticket and like, go. yeah, this is me picking up my order. That's what yeah. you wanted, right? That's yeah, exactly that's, what you got, right? That's what I thought we were doing, but no, we had to like go into the warehouse and find a bunch of, find the stuff we wanted and then go like this, through this whole tax exempt process. And I was like, I thought we ordered all of this online. 
The only reason why I agreed to this. <laughs> we didn't go through the showroom. We went straight to the like warehouse section where you can like buy a thousand force. The other thing that's fucking incredible to me about Ikea that is so, you know, my boss bought a lamp for her office. Right. Mm-hmm. And turns out the lamp is just like a base and an arm that holds a light bulb. Oh, the that's lamp. it. No, yeah. no shade. You have to go and pick your shade from the thing, and then you like pick the light bulb you want. So the <laughs> box says max thirteen watts on the box. We're looking for all the light bulbs for a thirteen watt light bulb. Smallest light bulb they have is fifteen watts. <laughs> so finally, I walk over to the display model and pull the light bulb out of it and look at it. It's a fucking fifteen watt light bulb. Why does that say it on the box? And so yeah, it was that was a whole fucking ordeal. So I ended up not. You know, get that that You're took bombing Sweden. Yeah, that <laughs> took fucking forever. After after my Home Depot pickup that I did, then I went to the IKEA, and the Home Depot pickup was relatively pain free. But then there's like assembling IKEA furniture, and finally I was like, all right, I gotta go home. I get home, I've just been sweating all fucking day. I am drenched in sweat, and I don't know if you have this problem, but I have this real problem where if I um, if I shower too soon after being sweaty. My body doesn't like, yeah, it doesn't figure out that I've cooled off. It's like, oh, well, it must be need to sweat some more. And so I will just get like, I'll get just as sweaty as I was five minutes after a shower. So like I got home and I just, you know, sat around and cooled down back to ambient temperature before I showered. I don't know why it's like this, but it drives me nuts. Absolutely. This show should be renamed. uh, Here's what I don't let, uh, you know, because, um, yeah, we definitely have the, the that's a similar problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other the other funny thing was last week I set off the fire alarms at my my work by taking a shower and not even a hot one, like a like a lukewarm tepid shower. Apparently they put in this very small dressing room, they put a smoke detector that can be triggered by water vapor. So yeah, I turned on the the faucet the day before I had taken a shower and it was ice cold. So the next day I turned on the hot water and let it run for about 15 minutes while I went and did other stuff. And then I got back and it was like going bananas. Just just barely no, it was just barely above ice cold. And I was oh. like, Well, I guess that's the state of the hot water in this building. So I got in the shower and I started showering and towards the end and it I don't take like a long shower. It's like a five, 10 minute shower towards the end. It started to actually get to a point where I was like, Oh, this is warm. This is a little nice. And then the fucking fire alarms start going off. And so I, I finish my business in the shower, turn off, get dressed. And I step out of the, out of the dressing room and a police officer is walking through the back and she turns around and sees me and she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I work here. And she's like, well, do you hear that? There's a fire alarm going off. I'm like, yeah, I was in the shower. I'm not going to rush out of there not wearing any clothes in front of all these yeah, I'm construction not burn workers. In the shower. <laughs> yeah. And and then I so I'm about to walk out of the building she goes, "Wait, you work here? Do you know which one of these uh areas is the dressing rooms?" And I'm like, "Yeah. These these are all the dressing rooms." And she's like, "You were taking a shower in the dressing rooms." Yeah, I was. I so I evacuated a whole building with just wanting to not be a sweaty mess. <laughs> nice nice flex. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! At least, at least you know your building's got fire alarms and that the the, the batteries are up to up to code. <laughs> That's true. But what was funny was so the fire alarms are going off. So I just grabbed my helmet and I walked out of the building. And I was like, "All right, I'm going to lunch." 
like I set off the fire alarms and then I, I got on my motorcycle and I'm literally riding out of the parking lot behind the fire trucks going back to their, their station. It's like, la, 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 la. I went to lunch. I had five root beers. It was awesome. Ooh. You had five root beers at lunch. <laughs> yeah. It's this, it's this place that does like bottomless root beers and they're cut, they're smallish, but they're, you know, they're served in a f- ice cold frozen mug. Uh-huh. So the, I, I, you know, I order my food, I order my root beer and she brings the first one and I pick it up and it's the root beer is so fucking good. It's, it's, it's just the best. I pick it up and I'm just like gulp, gulp, gulp gone. And <laughs> before she can kind of turn around, she's like, do you want to stick with root beer? I go, yeah. And she brings another one and I fucking slam that one down too. It was, it was so refreshing to have such an here. ice cold root beer. You're going to hate it down here if you come to visit me. This is the land of no root beer. Like, oh, there's no I'm, root beer anywhere here. I'm out. It's a, it's a sad state. Like, I, I occasionally, you might get at this place called uh, Global Trading, but it, that is like some old ass, like, been on a bunch of ships root beer to get here. So, you know, I wouldn't trust it. But, yeah. Um, brutal. <laughs> um, I, I See, I can't drink soft drinks that much these days. Like, I try to have, like, Coke. Like, I bought, like... I, because we're having a Canada Day party. It's sort of like an anti-Canada Day party, but we're having a Canada Day party uh, this weekend uh, on the 1st. And um, uh, we ended up buying some like pop bottles here, right? And like mm-hmm. you have the option of the plastic kind or you can get the old school like glass kind, right? And there's this weird thing in Paraguay where like deposits are like, they make people freak out. So like, for example, um, like to have gas for your gas stove, you have to have like a, like a gas tank mm-hmm. and like, that's fine. Once you have a gas tank to like, you go into a place and they'll just give you a new one. Like they'll just swap it out. That's not a problem. But getting that first fucking gas tank is like the most like ridiculous. Like you have to be like willed a gas tank. Like it's like so hard <laughs> to get like a gas tank. And the same goes for like some, some brands of beer. And then like these glass bottles of like Coke and Sprite and stuff. And like, the Coke down here is like, I'm not going to say real Coke as in it's got like cocaine in it or anything like that, but it's like, it's got like real cane sugar in it. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have like the high fructose corn syrup. And uh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to get some of this ahead of time for our Canada Day party. And uh, um, we we bought them a little too early because then like my kids like constantly like, can we, can we open one of them? Can we, can we open one of the, one of the pops? And like, like I'm, I'm like one of those asshole parents that like, you know, uh, like pop for my kids is a very rare occasion. Like just a, like we go to a restaurant, like, no, they'll be having soda water, just like their parents, soda water. Yeah. That's what we like. We like bubbly drinks. Don't we kids? (laughs) But like, um, we ended up opening up the Coca-Cola and I hadn't had a Coca-Cola in a long time. Like I, I hadn't had one in forever. And like, I, I drank it again, like with my wife and I was like, man, I, I just can't get over how sweet this is. Like when you go away from it for a long time, like a soda, like a drink, it like, I, okay. Where I know that like in different regions, like the colloquialisms are different. Like, do you, what do you call like a Coke? Is it just like everything? Are, are you one of those places that everything's a Coke and then they say no flavor? I okay. can't speak to what people call things because I've never spoken with whatever regional dialect I'm supposed to. Okay. So I've always referred to it as soda. Soda. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like for, for, for where I grew up, it was just pop, right? It was just pop. But like, I know, like, as we got older, we just kind of started moving into just calling it soda. Um, uh, cause, because of what? Is oh this my, okay. 
No, we're back on. We're back on. Okay. So anyways, uh, yeah, that, um, uh, did, I was briefly mentioning to you why our day was a little bit shitty today. Um, we, we had moved like last year out to the new place, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, we, um, so we moved out here a while back, but then I had to like renew my driver's license and like move it like, and, um, I ended up moving it from the place that it was originally issued from to where I am now. But this was like back in April and we went to go and do it. And they're like, actually, no, you have to cancel your old license. And we issue you like a cancellation notice. And then you go to your new place, bring the cancellation notice and they'll renew it there. So we like did that in like mid April. That sounds stupidly convoluted. Just like an international police organization would. Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. So we go and we do this and we, we get the cancellation notice. We bring it to the new place. We're like, okay, new, new license now, please. Like, we just want to like pay you and just like, just move on with this. And like, oh no, no, no. See that list over there on the side, you need to have all those things. Now the list included, <clears throat> we need a blood test to show what blood type you have. <laughs> what is this? A real ID? Holy yeah. shit. You need a blood test to show it. Cause like, if you get in an accident, we need to transfer blood into you. We need to know what kind of blood it is. So we need a, a, a blood test to show what kind of blood blood you have. We need to have proof that you've had a psychological test, a vision test and uh, uh, a sound audio test. You need to have a course with the volunteer fire department and uh, you need to pass another driver's course. And you need to have a statement from your local police department that says you live here. Okay. So, and they're like, you have until the end of June to do all that. For now, you can use this little provisional certificate that says you're in the process of doing that. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, like we, we, my, my father-in-law was here in April, like right after we started doing that. So we kind of put it off. And then in May, like stuff coming came up and like, we kind of put it off. And we're like, okay, well, you know, it shouldn't take forever. So like we started doing it like a little bit in the last little bit, like got the blood test and then went and got the the life and residency uh, certificate from our local police department. And like, there's, uh, there's this weird thing. So like we live right, like literally like the street behind my house is now the state border. Right. So we were in one state before, but then there was some gerrymandering that happened and now we're in a different state. And so, okay, whatever. We went to our local commissaria. The, the, the police know me. They like been to my place. We give them fish. (laughs) Like we're, we're friends. We're good. Get all that. Go to the, go to the fire department today. Go and sit through a thing. He teaches me how to use a fire extinguisher. I donate to them. I go and I do my vision test and my hearing test, which was basically like the lady asked me, Hey, do you need glasses? And I was like, no. And she's like, bang. Okay. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the driver's course place. I pay the man. He just goes into another room, fills out all the stuff for me. He's like, yeah, yeah, you did the thing. <laughs> okay, great. We got everything. We're, we got everything we need. We go to the municipality. We get there. Now, when we had gone there the first time, we gave them the cancellation notice. Uh-huh. And they gave us the certificate, which says on it, they gave us the, 
the, the cancellation. The cancellation notice. notice, yeah. Yeah. She asks us, where's your cancellation notice? I said, you have it. And she says, no, I don't. I said, yes, you do. It says right on the thing that you have it. You took it from us. She goes, I didn't write it down in this book. I said, but, but you did. But it was, but, but, but you have it. No, we don't. And she also looks at our life and residency thing. And because the, the police commissary is in the other state, because we got moved into their state, she says, no, you need that thing from a police department in this state. That one won't do. Oh, so what about the cancellation notice? She's like, you may have to go back to that place two hours away where you canceled it from, your old place, and get them to reissue another one. I'm like, they won't do that because they already canceled it, and they gave us this. Uh, they gave us this 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 piece of paper that you lost. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I didn't write it in my book, so we don't have it. I was like, yes, you do. Like my wife, my wife keeps a diary. I know the date, exact day that we came here and gave it to you. And it says on the paper, you took it from us. Doesn't matter. So, okay, fine. We'll go over to this other police commissary. We go to this other police commissary and we get there and the lady says, oh, you're from Canada. You need another Interpol global police background check. Where do I get that? In Ascension, two hours away. So now I've got this like beat the clock thing that I have to do in order to be able to continue driving legally here. And I have to go and I have to go and do this. And I, I said to this lady, I'm like, but, but like I already did the Interpol pro- thing when I got my permanent residency here, I, I've got my permanent residency card. See, I live here. I own property. I like donate to the community. Doesn't matter. You need an Interpol thing. But I'm like, but the other commissary didn't ask that about me. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter. So fuck it. Tomorrow we're going to the other municipality and we're just going to go to them and say, uh, I fucking live here and just give it to me. I've got this life residency thing. I'm not going back to Ascension. And I'm going to show them the thing that the lady like lost of mine and be like, she fucking lost it. Just give me the thing. Can I give you a hundred dollars? Can you please just fucking yeah. issue me the fucking driver's license? I don't care anymore. Just, here, $200. Just, just make this problem go away. I don't care. I just don't, I, I, it costs me more to go and lose a day of work to yeah. go all the way, all the way out there and back. But yeah, I was wondering what go these ahead. types of civil servants think that they're like saving the world from. Like, what are you going to, you're going to get into like a horrific accident and they're going to be going, how did, how did El Chaco get access to a vehicle? And they're like, you know, CSIing it back. And it's like, he signed a form from the wrong municipality. It's all this woman's fault. So fucking stupid. All automatons. That's the problem. That's the problem. And like, um, I don't know. You, you listened to what I said in the last couple of episodes. I I told you about my sheep, right? Mm -hmm. I got, I got sheep now. So we have, we have sheep. We have ducks, we have a pig, and of course we have the fish. And do you have any EIEIO though? <laughs> we're, we're it's on back order. <laughs> um, but uh, um, so when we bought, okay, so we bought the first set of sheep. Like I bought the cheapest sheep I could buy. <laughs> I bought cheap sheep, and it was like I, I went to this place and it was like the most rundown. Like this was like out of straight out of a horror film to get these sheep. And I got these sheep and like, they're like, I thought they were fine. But then like, I got this other offer on like good sheep 
And like I bought like this, like, you know, like this Ram that's like a stud. Mm-hmm. And then I got like a pregnant you. And like, it was so funny. Cause like my, I, I paid my employee to go and go and re- get them back in our truck. And we like passed them on the, on the highway. I was looking, I was like, Hey, they looks like they only have one sheep, but I heard the story afterwards. The, 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 you was like terrified and was like totally like hunched down, like hiding in the back of the truck while she was riding. But the Ram, this guy's a fucking killer, man. This guy's awesome. He stood like the whole time, just like, just like didn't give a fuck. Just like the wind didn't, like, didn't matter. He was just sturdy and went the whole way. So we ended up renaming him. We called him Rambo. He, Rambo or Ram. And he's awesome. But we're like so excited because we're going to have this like baby lamb from this other like you. But then all of a sudden, like one day, my I come out, my employee's like, hey, you hear that? And I'm like, what? Oh, Hey, that sounds like, that sounds like some like high pitched buying is like, yeah, you have a baby lamb in the, in the, uh, in, in the, sh- in the, in the shelter. So we go over there and sure enough, this little black, cute, little tiny, little, just little like feeble little lamb is there. And I'm like, which one's the mom? Like, which one's the mom? I don't know which one's the mom. And we're looking through and like, oh yeah, we can kind of tell it was the, the, the tall, darker brown one. And, uh, and she couldn't, she had nothing to do with this baby lamb. She had nothing to do. She had no, no time for it. And we're like bringing the lamb over, over to her and she's stepping on it, walking away, pissing on it. We're like, stop that. You're supposed to give her, give it some milk. So <clears throat> we're like, we're like, man, this mom is like really bad. She just wants to go out dancing. You know, like she doesn't, she's not responsible. So we, we named her Shaniqua and, uh, she, she, she was not a good mom. And like, we tried and we like pinned her in and we tried to do our best. And like for two days, we kept this thing alive. You know, like we ended up getting like formula and giving it to the, to the, to the, to the lamb. And like, finally got the like mom to like, we pinned her against the wall. Like, like just stay still while your baby feeds like colostrum that it needs to survive. And unfortunately, like two days later, it didn't, it didn't work out. Uh, Yeah. But like, we realized like there is a very huge distance in quality of sheep. So we're going to have this long week of culling the rest of the cheap sheep because like we don't need those anymore. Like I got to wait a little while though. Cause like we gave some like ivermectin cause like we don't want to even like eat the meat. Like, cause they're like kind of like, you know, in rough shape. So we're going to try our best. Like that might end up being stew meat or something like that, but we're going to wait a little while, but man, yeah. Farming's not easy. <laughs> I can't believe you Shit gave dynasty. your sheep. I like that. Yeah. Good, good, good reference. <laughs> I can't believe you gave your sheep horse medicine. <laughs> Joe Rogan said I could. <laughs> <laughs> the Deschapel. Yeah. So, yeah, we're up to speed, I think, now, right? Yeah. Well, let's uh, hop into some issues. What's your issue this week? Here's what I don't get <laughs> human rights. Okay. Let me preface this for those who are only listening to the show. I say human rights, TM, trademark, right? Kind of like when I was doing with like Xmas. Right. Because like, you know, human rights are a funny little thing because people cite them all the time. People will say, well, that's a basic human right. You know, like water is a basic human right. right? Or, or like, like you're, you're, you should be, you should be granted life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. Like these are human rights. Mm-hmm. It goes back to things like the Magna Carta and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, 
I started digging into this. Like the, the <laughs> human rights are a little bit, uh, they're a little fucky. They're a little, little, little bit gray area about uh, certain things. Like, like you can't really pin them down. And, and the reason why this kind of came about now, I sent you uh, an image. Did you load that image up ahead of time so that we can throw it on, on screen wow. or no? Yeah, I've got it here. All right. So I, uh, as you know, come from a wrestling background and I had, uh, been talked into, uh, getting into a, a group with a few of my friends or with another guy who <clears throat> was another wrestling manager guy. And he had gotten like canceled for a whole other reason. I don't want to give too many details on him cause I don't give away his identity. Um, but, Is it Vince McMahon? Uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> Vancouver's Vince McMahon. So anyways, I get into this, this thing and uh we knew ahead of time like this guy you know he he sits on the left and to him i sit on the right i mean for most of most most things i'm like dead center but like to anybody on the left i'm like hitler basically so um this image on the screen is an image of at the end of a chicago aew all all elite or all effeminate wrestling uh, show in, in Chicago, CM Punk, who's kind of like their, I would say he's like their top draw. He's like kind of their big name. I mean, he's a big, big enough draw, a big star. After the show goes into the crowd. I mean, like, and it clearly a fucking plant, like clearly a plant. Nobody no. Okay. I've seen how expensive AEW tickets are. Like, I mean, that front row seats, like you're pressing like $2,000 in some cases, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's really expensive. So like if you spent $2,000 to go to a wrestling show, sitting in the front row, you know, with access to like give a sign to like a wrestler and you go to a wrestling show and before you get there, you write on this sign. Cause in this image on the screen, it's CM Punk holding a sign that says support LGBTQ plus youth. He's got that sign up. And, and so I'm thinking to myself, like, first off, like, who the fuck brings that sign to a wrestling show? It's clearly a plant. It's clearly yeah. to draw eyes. It's clearly to get some clickbait going. <clears throat> so I share this I share this image to this group with my other friend who's pretty much a centrist and this other guy who I thought, like, was, like, kind of like a quasi-leftist because he, like, worked in, like, schools and, like, a union and stuff. And I said in, in, in the thing, I was like, you know, I really wish that they would just leave the divisive politics out of wrestling, right? I just want to go to a wrestling show and watch good guy punch bad guy in the face. That's mm-hmm. what I want. I just want to watch good guy punch bad guy in the face. He fires back. <clears throat> I hate to break this to you, but wrestling's always been political. I mean, look at Hulk Hogan. When Hulk Hogan was dealing with like Sergeant Slaughter and the Iraq war deal, uh, that was political. Um, uh, You look at uh, the Jack Swagger and um, uh, his his manager when they did the We the People thing. And I was like, yeah, but those were like heels doing heel things also too. There's a big difference because like, and he's like, yeah, you just didn't notice it. Because, like, for, like, immigrants, that was, like, really bad in the 80s and 90s. Like, they, they didn't feel welcome. I was like, you know, what do you... F- Dude, there weren't that many. <laughs> there just wasn't that many that were at shows that were going, oh, they, 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 they're booing the guy from Iran. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, dude, it was, like, at a time when there was, like, fucking, like, Iran hostage-taking, you know? <laughs> so, 
I'm like, well, look, dude, like there's a difference between politics and wrestling that is designed to get the crowd to chant USA, USA, USA. And this guy holding up a support LGBTQ plus youth poster, which is totally political. This is totally mm-hmm. political. You got, you, got, you got a room full of people who you're probably alienating about half the crowd. He says, no, in Chicago, it got, it got, it got, uh, you know, got applause. And I'm like, but yeah, because like anybody booing, it, it's going to get thrown out of the show. Probably. And also dude, this idea that like supposedly to not, su- <clears throat> what does support mean? Right. What does support mean? Right. Well, like, and I mean, like, at, go ahead. at this point, how can you not, feel supported i mean every corporation on the face of the planet is changing their fucking logos for a month every any any pushback at all is completely shut down like you you are the illuminati like you if you want to know who's oppressed find out who you can't criticize like you absolutely can't go into any public forum and say anything about lgbtq s plus a anything in any in any way other than to say like this is so fucking great like they're painting fucking streets they got fucking flags everywhere how much more fucking support do you need and the well, answer is they need people like you and me on our knees sucking dick in the street that's what they want exactly that's what they want and like i pointed that out i said listen man it's political and he says by the way it's not politics it's not political it's a human right he says I was like wait hang on hang on hang on What's a human right? What's a human right? Okay. <clears throat> you and I know, you can sit and hide behind and be like, you know, like, what do you want? Like, oppose LGBTQ plus youth? No. No, I just want you to shut the fuck up. No, dude. And he goes, I, I can't believe you're, I said to him, I was like, I don't, I can't believe you're saying it's not political. That's a, it's a fucking cop out. It's a cold, total cop out. Why is it a cop out? It's a cop out because, it, well, okay, I'm from Canada. It's literally fucking illegal now. It's fucking illegal now to to offer counsel to a kid who identifies as same-sex attracted in anything that's not affirming. Mm-hmm. If you if your kid comes to you and says, you know, hey dad, uh, I'm 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 your daughter now. I'm your daughter. I want you to refer to me as your daughter now. It's like no, son. No, son. I love you. I, I want what's best for you. And this isn't, you know, you seem to be confused about some stuff. And let's see if we can help you out with this. Prison, take your kids away. That's the law. How is that not fucking political? He says that it's not political when it's a when it's a human right. Which got me thinking again about human rights. What the fuck are human rights? Who determines what they are? Right. Well, like, I mean, actually, I'm, I'm all for this now. Yeah. Let's stop arguing about human rights. Uh, the right to gun ownership and self-defense is a human right. So anybody who wants to take that away or infringe upon it in any way needs to shut the fuck up because that's a fucking human right. Well, again, like, OK, so let's break this down. There's support LGBTQ plus youth. OK, three lines of text in there. Support. What does that mean? Right. I, I'm all for I don't hate gay people, okay? I feel bad for them. I want them to have a better life and I don't want them to make that choice. And it's a choice. And the thing is, is that 
to support them, what does that mean? Does that mean I have to give you hormone blockers? Does that mean I have to affirm everything that you are falling into? I mean, like, listen, man, like I've said this before to other people. I'm like, look, if you have a friend who is addicted to heroin and you know that that addiction is harming them, is killing them, it's going to shorten their lifestyle or short, shorten their lifespan. It's going to cause major harm to, to their overall life quality. Yet what? Like what, people like things, you know, like people like what they like, man. Like let, like let people like things. Like what does it harm to you? Well, cause I like this person enough to not want them to harm themselves. Right. You look at study after this, this is the kind of studies that they, <clears throat> that they will absolutely Very. block. They will bury and block. But you look into the studies on that community, on that lifestyle, you've got diseases you've never fucking heard of, man, that are absolutely all over that community. You've got a life, you've got a lifespan that's way lower, like way, 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 way lower. Like on the life expectancy, like, yeah, the average lifespan is like in their like early 60s. But we're talking about a ton of them that die in their like before 40. You've got massive amounts of like spousal abuse, like partner abuse. It's shockingly higher than the heterosexual community. Shockingly higher. You've got, um, and, and you also got a group that like has a partner count in the thousands, thousands. Okay. Like I'm not talking like, I'm not talking. Yes. We all have that friend who's like, you know, they've got their partner and everything's fine and everything's good. And like, like, but the, if you actually talk to these people, so many of them come from an abused back, abused background. They were abused as a kid. They were sexually molested. They were doing, and, but they, they have to like internalize it and like own it and take it and make it and be like, no, no, but I liked it. So it was mine. And this is why you have this like support. Like, the fact that it has youth on there. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does it like encourage it? Buy them a dress? Do all that kind of stuff? But it's their human right. What part of that is a human right? I'm not talking about being in like fucking like Saudi Arabia and tossing people off of a fucking building. I'm not talking about that. That is not at all what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is where is the line? Who determines what is a human right? You look up what is a human right. Right. You look up what is a human right. You look at the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. Right. Oh, and then what does it say in the first line? Like every man is equal. I'm sorry, they're not. I'm sorry, they're not. They're not. I wish that were so. And I wish that the elites even believed that it were so. But it's not so. We know it's not so. Nobody's equal. Nobody's equal. Right. You have people that commit immense crimes. And nothing happens to them. They get away with it all the time. That's not equal, right? You got uh, uh, people in Canada who refused to get the, the vaccine and were denied their rights of transportation. They were denied entry into certain provinces, right? That's a fucking human rights violation, right? You should have the, the freedom of mobility. But no, no, see, because you have these little fucking clauses in this human rights thing. These little clauses that allow or disallow you, they can just take them away at a whim. But here's the thing about rights. Rights are supposed to be inalienable. Rights are supposed to be permanent. They're not supposed to be whimsy, flimsy, like stuff like this. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, 
Nobody can define them. Who gives them? Who who takes them away? Right? Like it, it blows my mind. Like, uh, and then the other thing that drives me nuts about this is like in Canada, I, I know that in parts of the U.S. they have this too. They have these what they call human rights tribunals or human rights commissions. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy. The guy's literally name was Guy, uh, who's a stand-up comic in Vancouver. And I think this was like 2011. And uh, he was the host of a, um, he was the host of a, of an open mic night or something, some stand-up open night, mic night. And like, he had a group of people cause they had people come in and sit in the, in the, in the thing. And they came in and they were chatty and talking throughout the whole thing. They were talking throughout the whole thing. And it was a table of lesbians. And so you, if you've ever been to a show and there's a heckler, what does the comic do? He insults the heckler. Yeah. And he was telling them fucking just like knock it off, like tone it down, like knock it off. And they wouldn't. So he started going into his anti-lesbian humor. He called them ugly dykes. And this is why you can't get any, you can't get laid. You can blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> he wasn't a good comic. <laughs> he was, he was guilty of not being funny, but the human rights commission, like, so she went and complained about it. And she got awarded $15,000 from this guy because she couldn't go to work the next day. She was so traumatized. She was so traumatized. And the, and the restaurant had to give her 7000 as well. And it's like, dude, uh, again, like wh- who determines what is a human right or not? In Canada, the Supreme Court of Canada just denied a, a, an appeal from a woman who Oh, they didn't deny the appeal. Is this the one I'm thinking of where they won't give her the organ transplant? Yeah, she won't they won't give her the organ transplant. They won't, they even, won't even they won't even hear it. So mm-hmm. they're not even like give it's not that they denied an appeal, it's that they're like, this isn't even worth our time. Exactly. And no, even worse than that, even worse than that. They made her fucking pay damages to the Alberta Healthcare Services for the time that's of, fucking of going insane. into it. So this dying woman is now on the hook to pay for these, 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 this bullshit. And you know what? She, so should, she is, should pay that fine with a rider truck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this is, this is why I'm saying, like, when I say human rights trademark, you, you and I both know there's no such fucking thing. Unfortunately, yeah. there's just no, so fuck, no such fucking thing. Go around the world and you will find human rights violations in every fucking country across the planet. Every one of them. Every single one of them doesn't exist. And so to pretend that they exist and they only trump it out when like, you know, so-and-so wants to like, okay, in the United, the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights, it says you have the right to religion, mm-hmm. right? But you go and you look on Twitter right now and you can find clips of uh, the Pride Parade in Seattle. And there was a Christian guy reading a Bible, just reading a Bible in public with a Bible passage on his shirt. And that guy got accosted. That guy got his he get two Bibles ripped from his hands and ripped up. He had like gay guys coming up like nude, basically like doing the splits in front of him, just accosting this man constantly. Where's his right to religion? Mm-hmm. Where's his right to religion? My, my, my church was vandalized. My church was vandalized before I left Calgary, right? A whole whack of them were vandalized. We had churches that were burned to the ground. Where's our fucking rights? Where's our right to attend church? Oh, you, sorry, you denied us that right. You arrested pastors in Alberta 
fuck human rights. You don't believe in them, so I'm not going to believe in them either. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's super commie yeah. about this. Like, if they actually mattered, and if we actually could point to them, like, no, at least at the end of the day, we could say this or that. But, like, you proved to me you don't give a fuck about human rights because you denied that woman an organ transplant. You denied my my religious right to teach my children what is a mortal sin and what is not a mortal sin. You denied my priest the right to talk to one of his parishioners who might be some, who might be suffering from same-sex attraction to maybe try something else that isn't just going around sucking as much dick as you can fit in your mouth. Maybe, maybe we have a problem. Maybe we don't have human rights at all. Maybe human rights are a fucking joke. Right. Because the thing is, is that like nobody's nobody's enforcing them across the board. It's just namby pamby. It's just gray area. And well, so the and, thing they, is like, and you, they ahead. create new ones. So yeah. there, now there's this whole push that that having high speed Internet access. Uh, this is a big is a Biden right. push is <laughs> is a, a human right. And the, everyone needs to have high speed Internet access. But the crazy thing about that is. Right. So it's like, OK, well. Uh, if everyone needs to have this fundamental right of high speed internet access, I'd like I'd like high free high speed internet access, please. Um, you know, here's my address. I live in St. Louis. You guys can just pipe the line right into the basement. I'll figure it out from there. And they're like, whoa, 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 sir! You earn way too much money, and you are white, and you have the wrong genitals in your pants, so you don't qualify for any of this shit. You can go pay AT&T 80 bucks a month, you fucking cunt. Like, that's that's the response to that. So it's like, well, is it a fundamental human right or is it just something, is it just more government gimmies? Exactly. Uh, they, exactly. they want to enshrine abortion as this right. Yeah. Uh, that's another fucking one that comes up. They, and, that, sorry, yeah, that one drives me fucking crazy. And it's it's weird because, and I, I'm... I'm really, I don't want to have the abortion debate. I believe that the abortion debate only exists to distract us from real issues. And that's why, despite 50 years of Roe versus Wade, the Democrats did absolutely nothing to try and turn it into a constitutionally protected right. Because as long as it was this boogeyman that they could wave and go like, the Republicans want to take away your abortions, the Democrats would go out and vote. And the Republicans could go like, we're going to end all abortions. So the Republicans would come out and vote. And they don't actually fucking care. They don't actually care what's happening. There's no nuanced debate about it. It's not... It's not a discussion that's even worth having, but they frame it as if it's this human right to have access to abortion. And mm -hmm. my fundamental problem with that is there are about a hundred ways that you can stop the bullet before you need to kill the kid. Uh, well, and and like there's no discussion about those things. It's only like we need to fucking kill the kid. We need to kill the kid at eight and a half months. With that, we need to have that ability. And it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's somewhere in the middle we could meet on that. But it's all or nothing. It's so fucking ridiculous, and it's fucking ridiculous to frame it as if it's this human right. And because, well, whose fucking human right is being is being protected here? Yours or the kid in the in the oven? Like well, which one's thing, which? Well, that okay, so, so that same fucking guy that I was getting into an argument with about this. It ended everything. It ended. We are not talking. Like this is just like it's over, right? And I get it. Like the guy works with like, autistic children. You're gonna deal with a lot of like, you're gonna deal with a lot of kids with confusion in that category, right? And so the thing is, is that I came in and I was like, look, man, I don't hate gay people. 
I don't. I don't. I I hate it when people push it on my kids. I mm-hmm. hate it when they push it on other people's kids. I fucking hate that. And like we can have that discussion. But the thing is, is that like this 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 sign that says support LGBT plus youth. Yeah, see, he said it's not political. I say it is. I say it absolutely fucking is because I can't support them in the way that my beliefs and mm-hmm. my, my beliefs would support them. So, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I can't talk well, the them other, out of something like this. The other wild thing is, is we have all of these rules about like at what point you're allowed to make a decision. Right. And in this country, you can't, drink or smoke now until you turn 21. You can't enlist in the military until you're 18. You're not legally considered an adult until you're 18. The age of consent varies across the country from like 16 to 18, depending on various factors, right? You, everybody says your brain doesn't stop cooking until you're 25. And that's when you, um, when you rent a car, you're paying a premium until you turn 25. And, and yet with all that, like the whole idea is that we're going to protect like the innocence of youth and let people like naturally develop and grow as they want. And, and so you won't let a kid, you won't let a 10 year old smoke because we have all of this science that shows that smoking's bad for you. And like, you shouldn't be smoking. And that's why we have these very stringent rules about when you can buy a smoker. You, you wouldn't let them like just start down in whiskey. Like if your 10 year old came into your, your kitchen and said, dad, I identify as an Irishman and I just want to fuck and start slamming whiskey into my face. Like it's going out of style. You go get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'd be like, first off, you're only an eighth Irish. And secondly, <laughs> secondly, I've never been more proud. Sit on down, son. Uh, that's the truth. <laughs> no, um, uh, but like it, these, the these thing, chemicals though. do the same kind of like, you won't let a kid smoke. You won't let a kid drink alcohol. You're not letting your kids, uh, you don't have your kids drinking a lot of soda. Like parents will limit having screen time or not having them like drink coffee or caffeine and because it'll stunt your growth. And yet it's like, I want to start, I want to start taking pills before my body has gone through puberty to stop that from happening and change my gender. And it's like, well, fucking sounds great. You seem to know what you have going on. Like when I was five years old, I wanted to be Batman Imagine being trapped in a decision you made as a fucking five-year-old or a 10-year-old or even a 15-year-old or a 20-year-old. Like They know. They, they know exactly what they're fucking doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Because the thing is, okay, first off, you look at the studies, right? You look at the studies. 88% of women who identify as lesbian or bi mm-hmm. convert back within a three-year period, huh. right? So if you eliminate, if you eliminate the even option of having that talk with them to talk them out of it, because the, the, this, 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 this other side thinks that anybody who opposes that sign hates them. Mm-hmm. I don't hate them. I don't hate them at all. And yet you don't want to have this debate. And this is, a, this is a sad state of affairs. Nobody wants to debate fucking anything. Nobody no. wants to do anything. It's just those people bad. Those people bad. And we don't talk to those people because those people bad. And cancel them. And this is coming from a guy who got fucking canceled. This is a guy who got canceled for legitimately like mistreating women. 
Okay. And so the thing is, is that like, it, it, it's this weird virtue signal. And I hate using the term virtue signal anymore. I, I really don't, but this is really what it comes down to, right? This is what CM Punk is not a good dude. He has, he has his own issues. He, he rips on people. He's got his own, but this is the same guy who comes out with a shirt that says like, as soon uh, until you have these, and it's got a picture of ovaries, you have no opinion. And it's just like, dude, fuck off. Cause the thing <laughs> is, is that I don't want, this is seeped into literally everything. It's seeped yeah. into everything. It's seeped into everything. All the movies, all the TV shows, all the movies. I can't go to the fucking hockey games, right? Like uh, the NHL decided that they're not going to have like pride jerseys before games anymore because too many players were like bail- bailing out and they lost money. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the thing is like, Everything needs to be political, apparently, now. Every single thing. And what is so fucking dishonest to say that that's not political. It absolutely is. And I said to him, I was like, dude, what if he came out and, like, held a sign and said, free Palestine? Right? That's divisive. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a divisive thing. What if he uh, meet is murder? Right? And he's like, still not political. What the fuck are you talking about? Are you saying that PETA is not a political organization? That's their freaking motto, man. Like, what are you talking about? But this is the, the the cognitive dissonance that they have, and they don't want to have a debate. You've seen this with this uh, Joe Rogan, uh, RFK Jr., uh, Dr. Peter Hotez or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm not going to debate him because they're just going to pull me into this, and we, we should not have this debate because a debate is unsafe to have a debate about the, the vaccines. What are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? Why will nobody debate these things? And the, again, tru- who- the truth has nothing to hide. no. That's Nothing. that's that's the difference. And with these these they want to like create these to be these self-evident truths that mm-hmm. are above reproach, like the sky is blue or gravity pulls us down. And and they're not God created and, them man and woman. <laughs> and I I just I'm so if you can't have a discussion about what you believe, you might as well believe nothing. Like if you can't articulate what and uh, well, part of that that's is what they want. They want nihilism because nihilism is much easier to control. It's well, much and, easier to control the nihilists. But also, I think that there are probably like sixty to seventy percent of people that are that don't know why they think a thing. Yeah, like we 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 know we know these people, and sometimes like it's a relatively smart person that just thinks a thing and doesn't know why they think a thing until you start kind of pushing them on it. That was but the there's, thing. This guy's smart. This guy's like ridiculously smart. And I was hitting him with like legitimate points, legitimate statistics, legitimate points. And he just like, nope. And, and then he had the audacity to say, you're jumping through a lot of hoops to make a point to, to, to defend hate, hateful people. It's like, I don't hate any of these people. I want to help them. And you're not helping them. I'm kind of starting to into a life of fucking drug use and suicide and depression and fucking partner counts and STDs and like a shortened lifespan. Like you're not helping them. That's not supporting them. That's harming them. And if I said that in Canada, I go to jail. You would go to jail. And I have to ask like, okay, so we need to support these people. So what, what is the support when, a company changes their logo, you know, to the rainbow flag. And then, you know, Bethesda, Saudi Arabia, they, they don't change that. You know, mm. there was a big controversy last year because Spider-Man came out on PC. And with that came a bunch of host of mods. 
and some guy created a mod where you basically change the regional setting of these flags that are all around the in-game thing to Saudi Arabia. And it got rid of all of the gay pride flags. And then, and then people were real fucking upset. Like, well, what do you, how could you, you don't want to have gay pride flags in your video game? They're just a flag. What's your fucking problem? It's like, why don't you fucking calm down? And why are you not upset with, uh, Whoever fucking made the Insomniac, is that who made that game? Whoever made the game, that they were like, yeah, we're putting all the gay shit in England and America and South America, and but not Saudi Arabia, though. Yeah, I can't put it, that shit in there. They don't like and, it. Like, the that's whole- who you should be upset with because they're just fucking pandering to you. They don't actually support you. They don't care about you. They don't give a fuck about you. All they give a fuck about is getting one extra fucking dollar out of you. And they think mm-hmm. by slapping a rainbow on there, they'll get one more fucking dollar than they would. They think, well, we'll lose a, we'll lose another. El Chaco dollar, but maybe we'll get two gay dollars to balance out that El Chaco dollar. That's the fucking gamble. El Chaco dollar. Exactly. That's the El Chaco dollar. That's the fucking gamble they made with uh, Bud Light, and they fucking lost. And Target made that gamble, and they're starting to fucking lose. And the NHL made that fucking gamble, and they're losing. And and yet we pretend like it's not this political thing because it absolutely is. And Mm -hmm. like you said, I don't hate gay people. I don't have a problem with transgender people. But I do feel like there are a lot of people jumping into a lot of decisions. And I'm not even I'm not even one of those people that's like, you need to come talk to me and I'll I'll cancel you. I don't know. I don't have any fucking answers. I'm not a fucking answer guy. Uh, but I do think that there's like a lot of people making hasty decisions, and that really terrifies me because I'm I, I, a lot of times I come across as like almost compulsive and jumping into an instant and making like random decisions out of nowhere, but in the background, like I process things for a long time before I like really jump into something oh, yeah. like I, I got, I got this tattoo and it, I'm sure to a lot of people, it seemed like a whim, like I just fucking ran out on his birthday and got a tattoo. What a wild thing. Like I've been thinking about this exact one for five years, five years. It's been on the back of my head. People like Tim know that, like I've had that conversation, but to people that don't really know me, it's like, oh, well, you know, why'd you, you know, just ran out and did a thing like, yeah, it does seem like that. But, and I, I think that that kind of like hesitation, that testing the water kind of thing out, a lot more people benefit from being a little more, having a little more haste in the things they do in their lives. Well, and that's the thing, like, it's, it's like. We aren't allowed to have that conversation. You are allowed to dehumanize my position on this. Cause I said to him, like, I was like, dude, like, what about, I, I, I'm, I'm traditional Catholic. I'm traditional Catholic, not a modernist Catholic. I'm a traditional Catholic. I follow the council of Trent catechism. And, uh, I, I want what's best for everyone. I don't hate anyone. And he's like, I'm a traditional Catholic too. I was baptized Catholic, went through K through 12 Catholic school. I'm like, no, you're not though. I said, no. Like, okay, think about it from, how is this hate when a person fully, firmly believes that your actions are going to lead to eternal damnation, eternal damnation, which is a concept that a lot of people can't fathom and want to put out of their head. They would rather not think about it. They think it's hateful to think about it. Like we made something up, but like, um, if you're so empathetic to worry about how other people feel that they don't get offended, why don't you for a second, maybe consider that this other group 
might have your what they think is your best interests in mind, mm-hmm. and they don't want you to suffer an eternal damnation. They want to help you out. They want to help you out. They don't hate you. They want to help you out. And he says, well, you know, like, I mean, nobody, like, keep your shit, keep your religion out of my politics. It's like, you're not, you're not. Your religion is, and like, and like, I brought up about the abortion thing. And he's like, science has already proved that it, you know, like, it's not a human. (laughs) What are you talking about? What is it then? What the fuck is it then? It's, if it's not a human, what is it? Is it an alien? Is it a turtle? What is it? It's okay. But like the, the main thing that I had to say about this was like, this guy is like, he's like a fallen away Catholic, which is my least favorite kind. I can't stand shit. Fake Catholics, like more than atheists can't stand them. But the thing is, is that like, uh, like, uh, and by, by can't stand them, I can't stand the attitude because they're, they're so stoneheaded. Like you can't get through to them on anything because they're like, I know better than you. It's like, dude, like you're, you're in fucking trouble, man. This is not good. And, and like, it, it really got really fucking heated. And like you're saying about the, like, you know, uh, thinking things over, or like, you know, not being impulsive. Dude, this one eat, ate me up. I, I, after that, like, I had to think about how I was going to respond. Like, I mean, cause like I was being called a hateful person and I know I'm not. And when I was explaining my position, it was like, like, that's like, you're jumping through a whole bunch of hoops. You're, 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 you're doing mental gymnastics. I'm like, I'm actually not. It's very simple. Is very simple. The way I think about this is very easily explainable. Your side is the one that's going through the mental gymnastics. So anyways, if there's an issue that's going to get us kicked off of YouTube, this one's the one. Uh, we, you know, we lost two viewers already. So, <laughs> so um, you know, I, I, this is my issue. I, I, human rights, man, I, I put it out there as TM because uh, human rights trademarked because like, I, like, please, somebody try to define it. Who gives them to you? Who tries mm-hmm. to, who, who, who enforces them? You know, there's human rights violations well, all over the fucking planet. And it, it really just seems to like, you know, be a matter of convenience. I don't know. I think we all know who human rights come from. They just don't, they try, they've tried to uh, secularize it because mm. they're God given rights that among these include life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And they're yeah. like, no, 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 they're human God rights. God didn't promise you high-speed internet or that you could come, cut a, a child out of your belly or that you could cut your dick off. You know, like, I just, I'm sorry. They, it's just not part of your God-given rights. They come from our, our humanity and now they're human rights. The good news mm-hmm. is, I've got good news for you, is that in okay. 2152, the fundamental declarations of the Martian colonies will be published. And maybe then they'll finally get this fucking human right definition shit correct. Man, I- We yeah, only have like 129 years- <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, anyways, so that's my coming in hot issue. I, I and I'm so glad your issue is not going to be as political. As yeah, this. maybe it will. We'll see. <laughs> we'll find a way. That's my, my issue is issue. the 2020 election. Here's what I don't get: the 2020 election. A lot of things. You ever wonder about what kind of happened in there? <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> well, okay, go back to that. Okay, real quick on that one. Like. Uh, you guys are all big about human rights, yet you threw a grandma who moseyed on like after the cops and the security guards were like, "Yeah, come on in." And like we've seen it on video, like, come on in and take a look at the in the in the in the in the government building here. Yeah, come on in, just have a have a look, see, uh, you know, like stay within the 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 rope the rope lines and stuff like that, and like you'll be fine. And there's a bunch of them still in prison. <laughs> Where's yeah. their human rights? And like well, fuck. All those videos of uh, the Capitol Police just inviting them in and letting them go about their business, those are all deep fakes. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched yeah. those deep fakes live as they happened. And, 
Anyways, Te- technology okay. CGI is getting incredible these days. Anyway, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for this episode is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, El Chaco, I've got some news stories from us here. Uh, here's one from South Africa. South Africa. Pretoria, South Africa. A 43-year-old man is expected to appear in the Kepton Park Magistrate's Court on Monday after he was arrested at the O.R. Tambo International Airport while he, where he was allegedly attempting to smuggle lion bones out of South Africa. Captain Bonnie Nuxmalo, spokesperson for the Hawks in Gauteng, said the man who was a foreign national was arrested on Friday when the Bidvest security guards at the major airport discovered suspicious items in his luggage. The Germanston-based Hawks Economic Protected Resources members were alerted and the luggage was opened and lion bones were recovered. The man was about to leave South Africa for Qatar, or to Vietnam via Qatar. Uh, And these bones, (laughs) like, I'll, I'll share the... For the people watching us live, I'll share the uh, the window here. So the bones they they were just they they were like wrapped up in packing tape, and then I guess they <laughs> cut them open and piled them into the suitcase. And this this image of them piled in the suitcase this is like the picture that's the headline of the article, as if this guy just up. like had his roller bag and was just like, yeah, just stuff all these fucking lion bones in here. What the fuck are you going to do with a suitcase full of fucking lion bones? You're going to make a big ass stew is what you're going to do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> lion stew. You got yourself a stew going, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this oh, guy's going to have to, he's going to have a lot of explaining to do basically is where we are there. <laughs> I ain't lying. <laughs> that is uh, awful. Yeah. What else you got? Um, here's one, here's one that you may be interested in. A restaurant got a fake priest to spy on employees through staged confessions. The government says the U S department of labor on Monday said that a restaurant company committed an array of workplace violations against their employees, including getting a fake priest to fish for confessions of workplace sins by staff. Federal wage and hour investigators have seen corrupt employers try all kinds of scams to shortchange workers and to intimidate or retaliate against employees. But a Northern California restaurant attempt to use a priest to get employees to admit sins may be among the most shameless. Uh, che Garibaldi Inc., which runs Takiria Garibaldi, two locations in Sacramento and one in the city of Roseville, said it agreed to a consent judgment in May. And the owners and operators, Eduardo Hernandez and Hector Manuel Martinez Galindo and Alejandro Rodriguez, were ordered to pay $140,000 in back wages and damages to 35 employees. They must also pay $5,000 in civil money employees. Uh, I. Uh, I, the priest urged staff to get the sins out, a witness said to the Department of Labor. He asked if they had stolen from the company or been late for work or did anything to hurt the company or if they had bad intentions toward the organization. Uh, now, I'm not Catholic, nope. but my understanding is the priest doesn't try and prompt you with what sins you've committed. You go in there and like expose your sins willingly and that's how you earn the forgiveness. Yeah, unless and you're like confessing to like Saint Padre Pio who had like the grace of like perfect knowledge of people's sins and like would be like uh he'd be like no you're not done. Right? Like he'd be like no you're you're not but done. Like you got more. You're not done. You're not done. He wouldn't be like but what about that time you took money out of the register at work, El Chaco? Yeah, what about yeah. that? Do you ever do okay. that? Huh? So, uh? This is <laughs> This is so sad. It's so wrong on so many levels because you're preying on dumb people and desperate yeah. people. 
you're playing on dumb people. So, so like, the, the, for example, like you, you made a really good point, and this is this is a very, very this is like I would have been like, first off, I'd be like, no, I will confess to my priest. You can bingo. Like, you can go away with this. Uh, secondly, um, if the like a a regular Catholic who goes to confession on a regular basis would smell that in an instant, like in an instant, mm-hmm. they would know that this is fucked up. Um, but they're preying on dumb and desperate people. I'm sure that there was not only that, but there was probably some form of coercion. Like you must go to confession at, with this priest that we brought in. Like, again, like that's See, and I- so atypical. It's not right. Like it's, Oh, that is such an offense. And I've, I've made this mistake of, uh, not confessing, but exposing some of my real feelings to people that I thought were a, it was a Confided. safe space. Yeah. Not, not necessarily confident, but, the, or, and confidence, but that like, I guess, yeah, it would have been in, I expected to be in confidence where when you say a thing, in an emotional state and you expect that the other person understands that you don't mean that in a literal sense. And then I've been pulled aside for those like conversations and, and realize like, oh, I can't fucking talk to this person ever, uh, ever again, basically. And, uh, like this has that veneer of where you say the wrong thing to the, to that wrong person. Who's like going to go call HR. But in this case, they're also manipulating religion in, which is like an extra level of scummy. Yeah. And so they're like, they're going to they're, super hell at that point. Yeah. Like, you know, like ugh. they've charged the the business owners, but I kind of want to find this fake priest and like he should be in prison. Excommunicate him from well, whatever he's religion even, like, he's part of. He's probably not Catholic. It's probably and, not. Like, yeah, and like. Because I mean, like, you know what we need to do more of? We need more what? branding. You know, when they catch a pirate and they like brand the pee onto him, so you know that guy's a pirate. <laughs> we need to do. We need to bring back branding and like brand shit into people's foreheads or or tattoo their we need foreheads to bring with back like the scarlet letter. Yeah, with whatever like fucking bullshit thing that they've had because Hard like feathering. this. The priest guy or the business owner, they're going to go out and they'll let this this shit kind of disappear. I'm like, we need to have a much more longer cultural memory of the shit that you fucked up. And strangers need to also know that you're kind of a piece of shit human being. Well, and like, that's the thing. Like, you know, um, uh, again, like you, you should know better as a Catholic. But like, unfortunately, most don't. Like most don't like any time that anybody attacks Catholicism, I hate doing this. It makes me sound like a no true Scotsman fallacy all the time. But like, like most of the criticisms about Catholics and Catholicism aren't actually like Catholic. Like they're not Mm -hmm. actually Catholic actions, rules, theories, like any of that stuff. And so the thing is, is that like when this comes up, it's like, you know, like it'll come back and it'll be like, there'll be people who will look at that and go, yeah, see, this is why you shouldn't confess to a man. This is why you should only confess to God. And it's like, no, see, like we have our reasons for doing it, just not like that. And yeah, it's like, this is such a huge violation because mm-hmm. the, the, the concept of confession, there's what we call the, the seal, mm-hmm. right? Like the confessional seal, like, like priests aren't supposed to tell anybody anything now like there's this misconception that like if you go in and you confess a murder that the priest is going to be like, okay you're good to go out you go like no like the, before he gives you absolution he's gonna be like you're gonna need to go and confess your murder like you're gonna need to go and turn yourself in right like you're not like absolved unless you 
do your penance and part of your penance is you need to go and like show where the body is and like get yourself turned in to prison. Like that's, that's the rule. Right. So the thing is, is that like in this case, like, again, like as soon as a priest is like, have you ever stolen from this here establishment that we're in the back room of? Like, I'd be like, get the, this is fucked up. I'm out. Like that would be instant, instant, like, nope. Right. Uh But at the same time, I'd be like, I, Nah, I would only, I, there's ways to know who's a real priest and who's not a real priest. And, uh, it's getting vaguer and vaguer these days because like a lot of the Novus Ordo priests are not good, (laughs) not good at all. But like, um, yeah, this one is such a horrendous violation. This one, my wife read this one to me and I I was really upset by this one. Yeah. Uh, I've got one here. You actually sent this one to me. Can this this blows my mind because I hate these people. Fucking, you, you don't hate the gays. I hate the vegans. I fucking hate them so much. <laughs> I think we should round them all up and go put them in a field and let them be fucking eat grass. A doctor's <laughs> making Georgia a doctor's group that promotes the plant based eating and animal rights is making a fuss over the making bacon baseball team. The Physicians ah. Com- Committee for Responsible Medicine has sent a letter urging the Georgia Summer Collegiate team to change its name. The group has also sponsored a billboard employing Macon fans to keep bacon off your plate. Macon Bacon's uh, glorification of bacon, a processed meat that raises the risk of col- colorectal cancer and other diseases, sends the wrong message to fans. Uh, wrote in- Dude, Instantly, I'd be like, I'd be making a call for, I'd be like, all right, it's like 25 cent hot dog night that night. <laughs> like just to like fuck them up, you know, like 25 exactly. cent hot, uh, like five cent hot dogs, free hot dog night. Everybody gets free hot dogs all night long. <laughs> like, and we're going to slaughter a pig in, in the seventh inning stretch. In the front of the thing about like vegans is that I, I, I get it. Like you have some moral quandary with the eating of meat and you feel like you're a better person for not eating meat. That's fine. And you want to encourage people to not eat meat. You want to tell me like, Ted, why don't you try this veggie bacon? It's basically the same thing. And I'm all for that. You know, that's kind of the end of the conversation. We don't really need to talk anymore after that, mm-hmm. but they always take it to these absurd extremes where it's like, you can't call your bait, your little summer baseball team, a bacon team. Like, why don't you just fuck right off, okay? Why don't you just fucking get in a boat and sail, just fucking start sailing, and just don't stop fucking sailing? I, yeah, it's it's uh, the, they're just miserable people. Like, do you like think miserable people? Do you think that uh, anyone is going to like like you for this? Like, you're gonna you're gonna go there and care. even if you win, even if you win and the names. The names, the the team's name changes. The bacon Do you think anyone's gonna fucking not eat bacon? Like, I had a we, when Tim was in town, we had a bar. We had a, I cooked out here and grilled some steaks. Right, you know what I grilled before I grilled eight inch and a half thick ribeye steaks, four pounds of bacon, <laughs> fucking right on the fucking grill. It was fantastic. A couple of nights ago, I grilled myself a steak. I went to the store and picked up a steak on my way home, a little T-bone. Filet wasn't quite up to my standards. So you know what I had on the side? 
Another steak. It was incredible. <laughs> You're never going to convert me. No amount of propaganda. No amount of like, it's just like it bleeds like fucking real meat. It'll never change my mind. I can always tell the difference. It's like, it's fucking, it's it'll never be the same. I love meat so much. I'm embarrassed how much I love bacon because it's become such a like miserable mean meat. But I do. It's so fucking good. And I, and, I, and I eat it and I feel shame. And then I'm like, I can't believe I love bacon. I, I should have not stopped loving. I should have stopped loving bacon in like 2008 whenever, when the whole fucking internet was on fire with bacon. But it's so good. <laughs> it overrides that like level of shame yeah, in my yeah. body. Well, and here's the thing that I find really funny. <clears throat> this is how annoying vegans are. That they're the group that complained about this when Muslims didn't complain about it. Jew, ortho, Orthodox Jews yeah. didn't complain about it. <laughs> it's just a like, fun name. Just let yes. them have their fucking little fun well, name. Like Macon, Georgia, it has a history of funny names of their teams. Yeah. Like the Macon Bacon, great name. Fantastic baseball team name. I love it. I want the hat. Yeah, but the second the second thing was like I mean back at, I don't know it was, I think in like nineties maybe the early two thousands they had like an I think it was an IHL hockey team and they were the Macon Whoopie, <laughs> right? which I thought was a great name for a hockey yeah. team and then like like that was a funny name like I, I those are the two things that I I don't know shit all about Macon Georgia except for that they had a now they have a team called the Macon Bacon and they had a team called the Macon Whoopie that's all I know about them. And that's all I need to know about them because that shit's hilarious. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> uh, I've got one last news story here from uh, Canada. Oh, well, no. actually, it's from New Zealand via Canada. A drug syndicate tried to smuggle tons of methamphetamine from Canada to Australia and New Zealand by hiding in shipments of maple syrup and canola oil. But uh, they got busted on Thursday. <laughs> Authorities from the three nations said they worked together for more than five months to unravel the elaborate scheme that was worth billions of dollars. Authorities in New Zealand and Australia say they've made dozens of arrests and expect more to come, while Canadian authorities say they're still investigating the case and are yet or not willing to yet provide any details. I feel like the, the Canadian authorities, like, they don't really care about the meth because <laughs> everything's just the wild, wild west out there, but they're like... Hey, you adulterated our beloved maple syrup, eh? <laughs> You're going, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you were, you, I, we're fine with you taking our garbage canola oil everywhere, but like, you know, like the maple syrup, like, oh. That's just you. a bridge too far out there. Well, eh? that's probably more, more, more than the meth in some parts of the world, especially like Sweden or something. Those people, those people value Canadian maple syrup more than anybody. Like it's worth more than printer ink there. Mm. <laughs> so... Anyway, well, that's our news, and that, and uh, this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week. But you know, what it doesn't take care of uh, a shipment of uh, meth uh, and uh, maple syrup and canola from Canada. Yeah, man. If you want to get one of those, you can visit us at subscribestar.com forward slash hwidg, tip.hwidg.com, and patreon.com slash hwidg. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you access to each week's episode and our mini episodes where we talk about uh, don't get very small. We have our $2 tier where we throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have our $5 tier where we do our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier where you submit a film. We sit down and watch and record a finish lead commentary. Then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. 
That's right. You can demand a special bonus episode, a format change, um, reoccurring host, special guests, anything your heart desires uh, that we can reasonably fulfill, we will do so. And we want to say thank you to all our supporters, big and small, on all the different platforms. Without your generous support, we would not be 344 consecutive episodes strong, unlike those other lesser, weaker podcasts. Boom. Love it. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. But uh, let's get back to some issues. Here's what I don't get. Bar trivia. You ever go to a bar <laughs> trivia, El Chaco? Yeah. Yeah. I used to kick ass at that. Did you Did you ever have fun? I'm sorry, no, let me rephrase that. Because I don't, it's not that I don't have fun at bar trivia, but usually what I, the fun that I'm having at bar trivia is irrelevant to the bar trivia that's happening. I can I can I can see what you mean by that because like it's the goofball nature of every, like especially like people who take it really seriously. Right? Yes, like, and I hate those people. Uh, they need to have their own bar trivia league where they can all circle jerk themselves off the fucking face of the planet. There was a bar. It was a brewery here in St. Louis when I first moved here. Uh, a friend, the friend who lived out here, and some of his friends from college, they would go to this brewery for and I became friends with them and and so I would join him and it was it was a fun little deal like when you went around you got a little ticket the ticket got you a small pour of beer and if you built up enough tickets over the rounds sometimes you just go like get out get a flight like a last call you would get a flight of different beers sometimes you just nice. get little small beers and if you won the whole game overall then you got like a full pour at the end of the night. So we had a lot of fun playing those. I think they would give tickets like the first two or three places in the thing. And then over the last year, uh, this one team that was there is now there every week. It was only there like every so often. And they went from like five or six people to now they have like 14 people on their team. And we have our little team of four to five, sometimes six, sometimes seven, and it's like, well, there's absolutely no way for us to compete. And so they just, every fucking game there, it's like, all right, this round, uh, this team got 10 because they have 17 people over there answering the questions. And so they get all the fucking drink tickets and then they won the whole round. It's like, well, this kind of became not fun for everyone else. Uh, but we still went and we enjoyed it because they like the, the food was good and, and the beer was good. And then the food place that was like not, the beer place did not serve food, but they had a little window where you could order food. They replaced it with a taco stand run by an Irishman. And <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. And it was well, like they're just, they're other Catholics. <laughs> Look, dude, uh, you're not fucking good at this whole Mexican food thing. And so the food kind of went downhill and, and like we weren't having as much fun with trivia. And cause like even we would, I think we won maybe one time in the year of going, maybe maybe a two times, but we would win like a couple of rounds a night and get the little small pours and we'd have a good time. And then and then like the last three or four months we've just like fucking not won a thing. And it's like, eh, this is this is kind of not as fun anymore. No. And so someone found another bar that was doing bar trivia on the same night kind of in the same neighborhood. So it was close, you know, it wasn't like out of the way from where we had been going. So we went there last week 
And the place we were going, part of the problem was the guy had one fucking speaker. He's up there on his little table. He has one fucking speaker. He's reading out the fucking bar trivia. You can barely hear what he's saying because 17 people are there right fucking in front of him being like, which is real fucking annoying. So we go to this other bar and this guy has uh, one speaker again. It's like, get a second fucking speaker. There are 30 or 40 people in this place trying to fucking play trivia. Get another fucking speaker. Yeah. Uh, So this guy, this guy was even worse because he, and this is, I've gone to other bar trivias. Uh, Too many of the bar trivia guys think that you're there for them. (laughs) I'm here for free beer. Our team name is here for the beer. That's our name. (laughs) Good name. (laughs) I, I don't give a fuck about you. you. Like your job could be done by a text to speech engine because they pull up the, they like fucking, they get all the trivia from a service. They don't like research or do anything. They just go and they're like, here's our bar trivia night. Here's our theme or whatever. And fucking throw this shit up there. And so it's just, and so he's like trying to tell jokes. He's drawing out all this shit. And then he had some, he had some sections that were fucking awful. One of them was like, name this song from one second of, of audio from it. And it would just be like, we're like, Oh, you didn't, you couldn't tell that that was a uh, Billy Jean by Michael Jackson. Like, no, nobody could except for the team up there. That was fucking shazamming every single fucking cause the place had this like weird balcony. So there was a whole team above his, his position and uh, fucking look it up. And then they're on their fucking phones. Like the whole rule is that you're not supposed to be on your fucking phone. I was going to ask about that because, um, this is how old I am. Um, last time I was going to bar trivia, I don't think smartphones were really as prevalent Mm-hmm. Was say ubiquitous, um, because like the thing is, is that like it was hard. It was really hard. Like the, some of the stuff was really deep trivia stuff. It was great, but like keep in mind, like so my firstborn son was born in 2012. So like um, I kind of haven't been going out to bars for fun since 2012. <laughs> like not yeah. like with guys and stuff like that. I kind of haven't like it doesn't happen as much. But, like, I remember bar trivia being kind of fun back in the day. I mean, like, there was different forms of it. There was, like, you know, the traveling guy who would go bar to bar and, like, set it mm-hmm. up. Thing. And then there was also, like, a digital, like, do you ever play that like, digital bar trivia where you go into bars and, like, they'd have, like, a thing on, you, like, the little, uh, the little like, uh, device that they had and, like, you had to, like, push the buttons in and, like, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Tim and I did that once. It was at, um... It was at some restaurant and they had like that and you could, you know, it's like scan the QR code on your table or something and you could join the trivia game and it, it, oh, okay. it was, so you know, you can do it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. So we joined the trivia game and we made our name Epstein didn't kill himself. And then we won like, <laughs> we won like three rounds in a row and it was, it was just like big, it popped up round winner. Epstein didn't kill himself. We're like, damn that. right. He didn't fucking kill himself. <laughs> um, I, when I was in college, we went to this place and, I was, this is, this is probably the most pissed. I almost just left. I was so fucking angry, but it was a bar trivia thing. And there was like the regular round and there was a bonus round. The bonus round, you sent up one person from your team and they would just, and you like, they gave, it was like final jeopardy, right? They gave you the category and you go up there and then they tell you what the the bit was. So they're (laughs) like, all right, this category is composers. And it's like, well, tab tabs the one to go, go up there. And so I get up there and it's like, I was like, all right. 
I have a list of composers here. You name a composer, and if it's and if you can't name one, we'll slowly eliminate you all until you're done. So what? now, like, okay. I, we could all be there and be like, like Bach, Chopin. Mozart, Chopin, Liszt, Wagner. You know, Vivaldi, Wagner. <laughs> you know, we could do all those, right? So I, I, so I like, again? <laughs> so I, I, I order them all in my brain and I'm like, all right, my first one, Aaron Copeland, the greatest American composer. Aaron Copeland. Sorry, buddy. Not on this list. <laughs> not on this fucking list. <laughs> Whose fucking list is this? And he's like, he's like, this is just a list of like 50 composers that I found. I'm like, well, fucking Aaron Copeland is one of them. He fucking wrote beef. It's what's for dinner. That's the, what the fuck are you talking about? And I got into a fucking argument with the guy. And then I think we got kicked out of trivia, but I I was just like, I want footage of this shit. He's a fucking composer. That's a fucking composer. And so then they go down, they got like six names in before everyone was fucking knocked out. And it's like, well, I can't fucking go up there and list any of the other fucking composers I know. Cause apparently I know too many niche composers like John Philip Sousa, you fucking cunt. <laughs> and so the bar trivia is either like, it's either so fucking obvious that you want to just bash your own head in or it's so fucking obscenely obscure that no one could get it unless of course you're the assholes googling everything on your fucking phone because you have 17 people crowded around the table and they can't see you have a phone there it's just like you're not playing in the spirit of the game nobody does though it seems like there's always that cheating group there's always that cheating group and i mean to be fair like beers on the line so like, you know, like, I mean, that's going to wobble your, your morality in terms of like, well, it's, it's beer, it's beers on the line. There's free, but you should involved. conduct yourself with honor. That's the problem is that like, I would people, love that. But and so you don't live in a high trust society. <laughs> so you, and then like, it all comes from the service. So again, like anybody could, fu- like I could just fucking go find a thing. that's like bar trivia service thing. And then go host a bar trivia with two speakers and I blow all these guys out of the fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it just, I, 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 like I want to enjoy it. And I enjoy spending time with the friends and like we joke around, we have a good time. This last one we went to, uh, he was like, this, this round has a theme. See if you can figure out the theme after I after answering some of these questions. And he starts like reading questions. They don't make any fucking sense. Turns out the theme is a bunch of the the theme was um, the theme was that the words had uh, the answers had a word that had the Ave sound in it. Not fucking clear at all. Like they all think that they're Jeopardy and Jeopardy was really good about this, right? Where Jeopardy, you start out Jeopardy of a hundred dollars, $200, $300, $400, $500, right? Five questions Mm. in the category. First Mm. question, so fucking easy. It hurts. Second question, a little harder. Third question, harder still. Fourth question, hard. Fifth question, very hard. And it was supposed to be like this acceleration. So in bar trivia, question one should be very easy and question 10 should be very hard, but they fucking jump all around and they don't like and in Jeopardy when it's like the the category is F words. Every answer in this category starts with the letter F. But when you go, uh, the category is a themed category. See if you can fucking figure it out. <sighs> it's like it's kind of rude. And then uh, the music one, it was all songs that were that had the word rain in them. But like answer one through eight. 
they were all like blind melons, no rain, no rain, uh, princes, raining men, purple rain, not it's raining men. Uh, Creams clear right revivals. Have you ever seen the rain? So it's okay. like, well, these all have to end with rain, right? Cause November rain, all of these has ended with rain. And then, uh, eight or nine and 10 just had the word rain in them. So I was like, I, th- I know this song, but I can't know this song because the title doesn't have rain at the end. So I didn't fucking write the answer down. Then we didn't get it right. And I was like, well, you kind of fucked up your whole category by putting the first eight having ended with one word and the other two didn't. You fucking worthless stool. And the worst part of that bar trivia, so the bar trivia we went to before, like you had a team of five people that gave you five tickets, you take them to the bar, you get a, ha- a little like two ounce or four ounce pour, whatever the fucking half beer was. This place... Hey, you, we won around. We got five tickets. All right. One ticket gets you a sticker. Five tickets gets you a beer. So one person can have a beer. If you want the grand prize, or the, the grand prize of some kind, you had to get like 35 tickets or something. It's like, so I have to like keep, I have to save these tickets. Do Remember to bring beer. them with me back the next time I'm here. Hope I'm with this like same group of people so we can. So uh, the grand like some, prize, like a Bluetooth speaker. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, the, the three men in our party were like, fuck this place and left before they did the final <laughs> round. And uh, we wandered over to another bar and started drinking there where they weren't doing trivia, yeah, but they idea. did have a really badass blues uh, blues band start playing, which oh, of course nice. made everyone else in my party go, uh, I, I we're leaving, and I was like, I'm fucking oh, listening to blues come band. On. They got Schnickel Fritz on tap and a blues band. I'm in. <laughs> I've never even heard of Schnickel Fritz. <laughs> it's a it's a brewery here. It's a Urban Chestnut Brewing here in um, St. Louis. They Sounds they have awesome. the Zwickel, which is a lager, and the Schnickel Fritz, which I don't remember what it is, but they're both very good. Oh man, that sucks because like, oh man, it's been so long since I've seen a live blues band. Man, when I was living in Edmonton, I went to university in Edmonton, where I also went to bar trivia. And uh, like, we used to always make a point of finishing our night at this place called, I think it was called The Commercial, but we all just called it Blues on White. And mm-hmm. fuck, was that a great place to end your night? Like, just the best place to end your night was the Blues on White. And uh, man, now now I'm having some nostalgia tall over... <laughs> <laughs> over going to the bar, doing bar trivia, and getting to see a live blues band. Thanks, thanks, Tab. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I, I just, I don't get these guys that like think that they're doing something. Uh, it's interesting. Like, can you imagine? Like, like, you have hobbies, you have interesting things that happen to you, you have things you could talk about. Can you imagine talking to someone and be like, oh, what are you doing in your free time? Like, I go to bars and read Trivial Pursuit questions to people for beers. He probably thinks that's the greatest, coolest job of all time. <laughs> it probably like, does. Probably, probably volunteers. Like, I bet you don't know what I do for a living. <laughs> probably has like a regular nine to five, right? And it's like, oh, you know, Jeff, Jeff, you know, hosts trivia night over at this one bar. And then his coworkers go out one time. They're like, wow, Jeff sucks. We need to never come here again. <laughs> it's a side hustle. He doesn't get paid. He gets like 20% off his tab. <laughs> probably. That, that, and it, it's weird. I also have this like fundamental disagreement for it because I love uh, live music. I love live music in bars. And so to me, a trivia night robs a night that otherwise a band could be getting paid. Fair enough. And so I have this like 
dis every time I go, I have this dissonance where it's especially uh, the place we went this week did not have. I don't think they do live music, but the brewing place does live music on Fridays. And it's like, well, they could do live music two nights a week. And then, and then like bands could get paid or at least some free beers and some exposure. Not that, you know, exposure is really worth anything anymore. That's the weird thing about like, yeah, I've been bar entertainment a few times, right? Cause I used to do uh, open mic and then uh, doing stand up, amateur stand up. And <clears throat> Uh, in Vancouver, but then like I also did the midget wrestling tour, and a lot of times we get booked. Midget wrestling would always be in bars, mm-hmm. and the the thing was is like you know like it brings people into the bar, but when you're the bar entertainment, it's this, it's this weird dichotomy. Like if I do a wrestling show anywhere outside of a bar, you finish the show and you can kind of take your time taking the ring down and getting it out, and like because you're the show. Mm-hmm. But when you're like an attraction for a bar. Like we used to do, we used to do Cowboys in Calgary and uh, as the midget wrestling warriors and like the bartenders are like the bar owners are weird. So like, for example, they have this, like this like mentality that like, if there's not music playing, we don't sell beer. So we don't sell drinks. So like during our matches, there'd be like, just like random music playing, like, like over, oh, over the match, which kind of sucked. And then, um, and then on top of that, like after the, after the show was done, they were like on you, like, you got to get this like thing out of here. Cause we need that dance floor like ASAP. <laughs> right. So like, we're, we're like getting out of our gear and like, just me and a bunch of midgets, like taking a wrestling ring out and getting it out, out the back door. And so like being bar entertainment kind of sucks. Uh, so like I, for, with the guy with a one speaker, he's probably doing it out of practicality, probably just so he can just like pick it up and go and and leave. Cause like the owner is well, probably not tapping him into the sound system and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The <laughs> other option for that would be to get a fucking board that has an EQ so that you can EQ your voice. Like yeah. I'm, I, I'm, and I, when we were bitching about this, we were walking down the street bitching about this. And my friend's wife was like, uh, the technical guys bitching about the technical aspects of bar trivia. That's an argument that that you'll never be able to have with someone. (laughs) They don't know this. And I was like, well, it's, I find it offensive. This is my religion. My religion is good sound. Okay. You have offended me with your, your blasphemy against my God, which is your speaker not sounding like absolute fucking shit, dude. It's not that fucking hard. Here's an aside you would appreciate. Um, so one of the last concerts I went to in Calgary was Dwight Yoakam. I went to mm-hmm. go see Dwight Yoakam in concert and I was so psyched. I was so I psyched. I this is in like 2019. Uh, no, this would have been 2017. Okay. Um, it was, it was pre scandemic. That's what I was. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I went to, I went to it in two, 2017. It was at the Jack Singer concert hall, which is like a, no, sorry. I w- no, it was not at the Jackson. It was the Jubilee Auditorium. Fucking great venue. Like, I mean, this is the kind of place where like only like boomer type entertainment goes. Like, cause mm-hmm. like the bigger like pop stars go to like the Saddle Dome. But like the Jubilee Auditorium tech, it's like built for awesome sound. It's like this supposed to be just this great, it's a great place to go to a concert. And we went and like the opening acts were awesome. And then out comes Dwight Yoakam and he's like, they, they are rocking it. Unfortunately, apparently Dwight Yoakam refuses to do a sound check. 
before any show. And so his levels were off and it felt like I was in a sawmill. Like it was just so over the top, like noisy and badly equalized. Like it was just the fucking worst that I've never done this before, but I like, I Karen'd, I walked up to like the sound booth and like, dude, like get this shit under control. This is insane. I, I can't even sit here. We left after three songs. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. I, I've never left a concert before. I couldn't do it. I could, we went out, we went outside the place and like, we're watching it on the monitors and like having a couple more drinks. And then we had to like bolt. I was like, I was so bummed about it. And so I, I hear you like bad sound is the worst thing ever. It's just the worst. It, it, it'll take you right out of everything. The um, college but- town that I lived in, they had this music festival every year, Norman Music Fest. And um, my mentor, he's a drummer for a band. And so we went out to see his band playing and the sound guy was atrocious. And I gave him three songs. I think I gave him, three. I might only give him two songs, but it, it was so bad that I walked over to him and and I just said, hey, can I just check one thing? And then just kind of slid between him and his sound console and started like changing levels and gain and EQ and shit. And, I was, and then I'm, and I like take a few steps out in the room and listen for a second. And I walk back and like tweak a few more things. And then I kind of got to where it was kind of sounding good. And I just turned him and went, don't touch anything. And I went back to the people I was standing with. I want <laughs> that too. <laughs> And the funniest thing was, I, we didn't really say he- hello to my mentor because uh, you know, he had to load out and everything. But then Monday morning, I'm sitting in his office or you know Monday afternoon, whatever. And, and he was like, did you go mess with the soundboard during our set? And I was like, yeah, uh, the guy was really not doing well. And he was like, was it like three songs in? I was like, yeah, I was on the third song. And he goes, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> from the stage he could tell something like something to radically change very quickly and it's like well there's only one person i know that could that would be like that rude to someone <laughs> that autistic <laughs> and then from that point forward uh every music festival he would just like throw me 50 bucks and get me a, a pass the hospitality tent and i nice. would just go stand next to the whatever sound guy and make sure that like the shit w- but uh, but then it was like official it was like hey this is tab this is our, like our this is our sound guy um you can mix but you know let him kind of give you some pointers and so i i just tell them what they wanted like what they're li- looking for and then boom they'd be off to the races oh that's awesome that's yeah. awesome <laughs> I, so when i say like i hate bad sound viscerally i really hate bad sound I viscerally and so when i, I go it. to these fucking bar things and the guy's like uh yeah um this group invaded the what what is it? What's the the Seinfeld reference where they end up? No, sorry, it's the Moops, <laughs> the people, the people that invaded uh, ancient Rome. Spain, yeah. <laughs> was like, in in twenty one fifty two, the Martian colonies signed this document, uh, and and you can't really hear what I'm sure. Actually, the 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 real shame is. So I'm doing I everything I can already. Just the way you're cupping that. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to make this mic not sound good. But I have like the board really nicely tuned to my voice and the mic really nicely tuned to my voice. And I have all these like post things that take so it's gonna still sound pretty good. Like it doesn't sound like the butt that of what that I was what I was I, I might be able to get it here. Pretty good. Okay. In uh in fourteen ninety two, Columbus <laughs> sailed this. Uh, write down your answers on your sheet 
and then see if any of you people are so. Sounds like it's coming out of a re- clock radio. <laughs> remember anything that you read when you were in the fifth grade? And and, this, and also, everyone, I'm here for jokes. Uh, my wife left me three months ago. I'm still Don't here doing that. bar trivia instead of getting a real job. Don't forget that's how good beat. of a sound guy that I am. I can just turn <laughs> random objects to make my shit sound bad. If you're not watching this live, you are really missing out on my audio <laughs> engineering mastery. <laughs> and also, I am covered in water. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that it's time to wrap up this week's episode. So until next time, I have been Tab Burt. I'm El Chaco. We'll catch you guys next week. Ciao, ciao. If you want to call it, here's what get hotline call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on Discord. We have a voicemail upload channel over there. But uh, here's one. We don't have any from Discord, but here's one from the voicemail hotline. Hey, Denham, here's what I don't get. Why vehicles don't come with, like, the little fan that cools off your nuts? Because, you know, like in the 90s, uh, 80s, they had, like, a little fan that was adjustable. And you can adjust it to, you know, shoot up one pant leg, cool off the right nut, and then adjust it to cool off the left nut. And now you just have the same thing that blows at your feet and the one that blows at your fucking hands just makes your hand cold. I, w- I want my nuts to be cool. It's fucking 90 degrees out with 59, or excuse me, 95% humidity. I want to not swim in soup and then just fucking not be wet. Bring them back. Stay furious. You know what he's talking about? Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> I think we all know. I think we all know why these don't exist anymore, right? Because uh, um, nobody has nuts left. <laughs> it's very close. It's women. Yeah, women are always cold, and some fucking thing shooting at them. They don't understand why it's there. They're like, I don't need. Why is it so cold in your truck? I drive your truck. Just mine. put it's it like, in the driver's seat, man. Because like, well, know, it was no- only in the driver's seat. Like, yeah, yeah. though, I, I don't think I ever owned a truck that had one, but I have driven one, and oh, I remember yeah. thinking, like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is what I need. Well, this is the thing. Like they have all these like like seat warmers have become ubiquitous, you know. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't want to pay the subscription fee or whatever that <laughs> is doing, or but like you know, like like I'm all like the idea of a seat warmer is great until like you're toasting the boys, and then like instead like yeah, that that sounds fantastic. Bring that back. Good good call. That is a great call. Uh, by the way, yeah, whoever that caller was, thank you. Yes, you you nailed it. Great. Great issue. Yeah, dead helm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Long-time listener, multi-time caller. Uh, (laughs) I think that's the way that that's that that phrase goes. Yeah, I um, I remember once I was working this I was I was working this call out in Oklahoma City, and I was driving back to Tulsa every night to because they were paying me an outrageous amount of money, and Mm. but it was like. It was in a, it was like a high school or maybe a middle school theater. We were, we were pulling out the old rigging system and they were going to install a new rigging system. And it was not air conditioned inside of the school. And so I brought my little Ryobi fan. It was like a 10 inch, maybe an eight inch fan that ran on a 18 volt Ryobi battery. 
and I was working in a scissor lift. And so I just had the Ryobi battery next to the scissor lift controls. So every time, anytime I was like driving around, it would just blow up at me and cool me off. It was very nice. And then on the way home, I turned the AC to feet and, you know, the, the normal vents. And I put the Ryobi fan in the floorboards kind of between the pedals and the seat and blowing back up at me to cool my balls off. And that's the closest I've ever gotten to that, like joy that trucks used to have. <laughs> Basically, aren't you worried about like it like falling over and like getting stuck on but be- between like uh, the the pedals so you can't like you know hit the brakes properly or anything? <laughs> but at least at least if when like my car accelerated out of control and I died, I died with temperate temperature controlled balls. <laughs> <laughs> that that you'd be you'd be going off in, into uh, you'd be going out comfortably at least. The last side note: What was the last Star Trek? Star Trek Voucher or Star Trek Enterprise? Star Trek Enterprise counts. It's kind of crappy, but it counts. Also, you asked earlier if I've been working out. I don't think I've been working out, but I have been like uh, slowly killing myself in a sauna every day. Or not every day. That's twice good a for week. You. That's in, good for you. Uh, working in glass, which has been like I made this glass a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show up well, but it has a square bottom and a round top, which is kind of cool. I like it. It was also perfectly sized for the last amount of the bottle of whiskey that I poured into it. Cause when I went to, I was like, I'll just have like a little bit of whiskey for the show. And I went to crack the cork and the, you know, sometimes the like top will just snap off. So there was still cork left in the hole. And I was like, well, I guess I got to finish this bottle. And it was exactly this much. Do you think that you could pack a glass safely into a package that could, you know, so maybe get delivered to, to you. Miami, Florida, and then somehow get brought down to Paraguay <laughs> at some point in time. Do you think that's a, that's a possibility if I play my cards, right? Yeah. When, uh, so I have, I have this dream of creating the perfect old fashioned glass. Mm. Like that's, that's, that's like a long-term goal. And that's, this is why Tim doesn't have a glass trucking and tucking doesn't have a glass. You don't have a glass. Tony doesn't have a glass, but I've like, I've given a lot of glass to other people because I want you guys to have the, like the The, one where I'm like, this is, this is the one, the official one. And so, yeah. yeah. Uh, It's funny because you're mentioning about like, you know, all the activity that you're doing and that's like, like helping you out. Like the sauna is one thing, but like, you know, the fact that you've taken on the, the, um, uh, the glass blowing. Cause that's like a completely different body movement than anything you mm-hmm. do at your work. Yeah. That's like really good for you. You know, like, if you, like I, I've been reading this book called built, built from broken. And it's like about, it's for people who fucked up their, like, cause I, I used to play baseball quite competitively and I fucked up my arm really bad. And then I, I also uh, screwed up my knee uh, doing a stupid water skiing thing. And that like totally messed up everything. Cause I used to bike and do all types, types of different sports. And then like slowly over time, like your body just falls apart because you're not doing a variety of movements. And what I've learned is like, cause like a lot of times people like talk about like, oh, your flexibility goes and like flexibility is bullshit. Like nobody gives a, nobody gives a, a, a fuck about flexibility. It's all about mobility, right? Mm-hmm. Like flexibility is only as good as you can move. And so like the thing is, is like if you're doing all these kind of different activities that like cause you to do completely different movements, like this is like, uh, this is no joke. Like the glass blowing is actually really good for your health is what I'm learning. Like this is going to extend your life by, by ver- like making a variety of your movements. Cause you're not sedentary. You're standing, you're doing, you're moving things around. You're like, you're having to like 
it's it's clearly clearly helping you out. You you enjoy it like well, I, no, I think it's also it's been really good for my mental health because it's something yeah. that like win, lose, or draw. There's something on the other side of it. Uh, so totally. even even when stuff fucks up and fails, it's like okay. I, I've learned now from this. And so I've been, um, I feel like I've taken this huge leap in the, like, in just the, like this course that I've been taking, like this is week three. Right. And I feel like I took this huge leap just in two weeks of, of being back into it and being more aware of, or maybe less aware of, um, I've started to become less conscious of my actions. Mm. If that makes sense, where, I've started to trust more and, and like that spread. Um, so one of the reasons why like today was a really great day for me is like, despite, I know you had a rough day and like, <laughs> but I was, on. I, I rode my, I, I've been riding. The weather here has been fucking phenomenal for like the last three months. And so we're only just in the next two days, we're going to hit a uh, hundred nine degrees, but we've been like in the eighties, the low nineties. And so it's just been beautiful motorcycle riding weather, just oh, fucking awesome. gorgeous. And so I've been riding a lot. And, um, so today I was riding home and I checked the Google maps before I like left to where, I, where my bike was parked to get home. Cause my bike wasn't at work. My bike was somewhere else. It was where the van that I was borrowing was. And so I look at the map at maps and it's like, it'll take you 32 minutes by going out and taking this, this like freeway and sitting on the freeway and doing all this. And I was like, fuck that. I'm riding through the park. Cause I really like riding through the park and I wasn't on a deadline. And so I was fucking riding through the park and I was going through turns in the park today in third gear that normally I'm in like the low end of second gear. And I was really fucking leaned over and I was like, I was so engaged in what I was doing that I was, I had kind of like let go of all of my conscious thought about you need to be doing this and you do the, where I could just like fucking let the bike kind of let, and I, and I felt like my riding has been like that for the last week or so where I've just been kind of like really flowing. And I feel like working in glass, I'm really starting to, you know, get comfortable and flowing and stop being, stop and being like, well, what do I need to do next? Well, next time I do this thing and then I need to do this and then I'll do this thing. And it's just like, I'm just, I'm just acting and, so it's been You're in the moment you're enjoying yeah. it, yeah, which is, great. which is like, uh, again, really great I, for me, for my mental health and not be like, I need to think about this thing for fucking five years before I do it. I just need to like, let it go and just do stuff. Yeah, man. So. You're living, you're living brother. <laughs> uh, here's a voicemail, I think from Andy. Yeah. <laughs> World renowned for our submarines. I don't know if everybody suddenly just went through the University of Phoenix Online's master course on submarine technology or what, but suddenly everyone knows every aspect of the operation of a submersible vehicle. Jesus fucking Christ. Look, you don't have to be a submarine expert to know that those guys that killed themselves at the bottom of the ocean were idiots. <laughs> right? I think they actually died. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't. I don't fucking know. I think the whole thing was a distraction. Like it was from the they, Biden five million dollar thing. Maybe they obviously like they the obviously knew thing? they were dead. Like um, 
five yeah, before the whole prior. search happened. And then they fucking sent out, they sent out, spent all this governmental money to go fucking find the bodies. <laughs> We're here in banking at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> uh, from what? Uh, I don't know. They fucking exploded five days ago or imploded five days ago. It's like, it's like, I don't, you should just know, right? You should just, if you have like a thinking brain in your head, there are those kind of, those, you get those gut feelings about some things. You're like, uh, I don't really know about this. <laughs> We've all had those situations, right? Where like yeah. some guys like, Oh, hop in a car. It'll be fine. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, really, man, I'll Uber home. And then it's that like guy fucking wraps his car around. Fair. When I go to a Paraguayan fair with my kids and we're looking at the rides, we're like, not that one. <laughs> it's just not yes. that one. It's not a good idea. No, 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 uh, no. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I've been to some like carnivals and the, yeah. you know, this ride is going like, <laughs> as it's kind of spinning around, you're like, yeah, we're not riding that one. No, <laughs> that one's not getting the proper maintenance. <laughs> also, uh, technically speaking, the device that they were in was not a submarine. Uh, it was only actually... Actually, it was a submersible. Someone went on a oh. fucking tirade about that, and I was just like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! It's a submarine." Tomato, tomato. <laughs> potato, potato. Come on. Yes. Potato. Uh, Are yeah. there more voicemails? There's one more. Well, here's what I don't get: the um, subjectivity of time. Like, I got here to work today, did stuff, whatever. <clears throat> got it, kind of busy at what I thought was the end of lunch. Just looked up, it's noon. Like, I would have thought it would be fucking 2 o'clock with how busy we were and all the stuff we got done. And I don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing with myself for the rest of the day now. I mean, it's nice to get stuff done, but it's like now all of a sudden I realize I have another nine hours to go before I can go home. And it sucks. This is why salary jobs are way better than hourly jobs. Because you can or just kind of be like... Well, you can just be like, uh, yeah, all the stuff we need to get done today is done. I'm leaving early. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is piecework. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so basically like, cause I remember when I first started doing what I was doing and I was trying to figure out like how to, how much to charge. And I'd be like, oh, well that took me like three hours, you know, like what's an, what's a reasonable amount to charge for three hours and this. And so I was like, you know, I'd have these clients that would be like asking me like what I charge for an hour. And then like, after a while I realized I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm just going to like get better at what I do and charge the same amount yeah. that I was charging under three hours. And then, so I just did it by like piecework. That was the best. And so like, you know, it, sometimes I do it fast and sometimes I take my time and, and all that kind of stuff. But so I, I, I feel you for the caller though, <clears throat> man. Yeah. I used to hate that when you like look at the clock and you think that like you're way ahead of the, that you're way further along than you are. And it's just like, ah, yeah. And do you remember, do you ever have to like work like a double shift at like a job like where they like break it up? <laughs> uh, El Chaco. I worked, I once worked a uh, hundred hours in a six day period. I think that's what it that's was. That's not good for you. <laughs> yeah. That's why I live in St. Louis now. Um, man, yeah, no, I, uh, okay. So it, and, I anybody feel like listening to this right now at work, I feel you brother. And, uh, I, I hope that it improves real soon. <laughs> I don't know when I, when I worked like jobs where you had to do a bunch of stuff and, and stage handing is like this. 
I would much rather work an eight hour shift where you're just like balls to the wall for the full eight hours than working an eight hour shift where it's like 10 minutes of work and then two hours and then 10 minutes of work and two hours because that eight hours, like, yeah, it sucks, but it fucking blows by. Whereas when you like blow through all your shit and then you got to sit there for nine hours to fuck all to do that nine hours will feel like an eternity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, um, I remember when I, like I, I, back in the day at one point in time, I worked at Starbucks and I remember if I worked at like a, if I worked at like a, a dead Starbucks that didn't get a lot of people in those, that was like an eternity, man. It was the mm-hmm. worst. And then like the manager was always like finding something for you to clean. Cause like they don't you got want time to lean. Do- you got time to clean El Chaco. Exactly. Grab a broom, you know? And like, but then like when it was like super busy, it would go by fast. But then the same fucking manager would be at the end. Like, well, where do you think you're going? You haven't done your cleanup yet. It's like, I had no time. You got other shift work people coming yeah. in. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, I actually, the, one of the best worst jobs I ever had, do you remember when Netflix was like the mail thing? Like when mm-hmm. it was done by mail. So in Canada, we had one, it was called zip. It was zip.ca. We didn't like, I don't, I think we got Netflix later, but like zip was kind of like the Canadian version of it. And I worked at one of their, like, it was like, I was like in between jobs, like looking for a better job. This was clearly like one of those jobs that you hate enough that you're like every day when you finish the shift, you're like immediately getting home. Like I got to find a better job in this. This job sucks. And like, but, but zip, the zip job was actually not that. Could I pause? Could I pause you and say like, do you wish you go back to yourself then and be like, it all gets better, buddy. Oh, I send those high fives back all the time, man. (laughs) Yeah. We've talked about that before. It's like, like, yeah, man, I'll be like, if I could go back in time, I'd be like, yeah, man, like you're going to meet this girl. And she's awesome. And yeah. she's going to be your like best friend. And then you're going to like make other people. And, uh, and then like people are going to appreciate your work. And then all of a sudden, like you're going to get like paid a lot more than you thought you would. And you're going to be doing something where you have, you get to work at home and you get to be around your family all the time. And you don't have to be at this zip place, uh, getting paper cuts all over your fingers while you're like, you know, inserting DVDs into like the flimsiest shitty envelopes that have oh, ever existed. Man. Yeah. And like, that w- that job was like they paid you like bare 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 minimum as low as they could pay you and then like topped you up with bonuses based on like how many things you got out the door like how many you could get oh. through and i worked with like two people who have been working there for like 7 years and they were just cranking them out like crazy and they like like they gave you like one or two days to get like get used to it and they're like you'll get faster and then like because I wasn't as fast as them within like three days, like that that's when they started like ragging on me about it. Like, why aren't you faster at this? Like, you're really holding us up. And it's like, dude, why don't like, you have a better job after seven years? You fucking lose. No, I was like, dude, like, quit. Like, this, I'm not maybe step, not seven years, but you know what I mean? Like they were there for a few years. And yeah. it's like, dude, like, but they were, they were kind of like those types of people where that's really the only job they're, they, you know, when like you apply at like a restaurant, have you ever worked at a restaurant before? In, yeah. In, okay. When you this, this this thing happens when you apply at a restaurant, and it's like it's it's like this like it's this reality slapping you in the face because you know they're hiring for the back of house and for the front of house, and you know as soon as like they're like actually we really think you'd be better in the back of the house, like washing the dishes, whereas like the hot chick in the same grade as you is like we're gonna 
make you a hostess and we're going to like make sure that you get like tips at the end of the day and you're going to mm-hmm. like be like, you know, like get like lots of breaks and like get like free food. Well, this guy over there is like, you know, getting his like nuts soaked by like splashback in the like <laughs> in the dishwasher zone. Yeah. <clears throat> That's like a really good humbling experience to know like, oh, I, I guess I'm not really an eight. Maybe I'm I started, <laughs> I started as a dishwasher. And I ended as a fucking assistant manager. Ooh, you I worked your way up. that fucking place, yeah. Oh, uh, that you were a real hot shit then. <laughs> as, as, far as, as far as that, like, mental high five back, yeah. I, I don't know. I knew when I applied for the job that I have now, I, there was, like, I had this feeling where I knew I could feel that, that was, like, the job that I was meant to do. Like it felt like a, the job description. I was like, I feel like I meant to do this job. And now I have to wonder because we weren't like in regular communication about anything, but now we are. And we talked about that whole mental high five uh, yes. ethos that you have of like when you do the real shitty thing and then you like make the, you know, you, you, Reap the, you're better off in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You like kind of send that back to yourself to, you know, for the mental keeping yourself going. I didn't know about mm. that, but I feel like I have been sending that mentally back to myself a year ago or a year plus now of, and maybe that was the feeling that I had that was like, you have to apply for this job. You have to do it. You have to take it because I really am. I'm so happy with everything that's happening in my life right that's now. Awesome. That's awesome. That, man. And I was, uh, people listen to the show probably know a year ago, a year plus now, because I've been in St. Louis now for just over a year. A year ago, a year plus ago, I was fucking miserable. And I I kind of feel like it came across. I was like, I fucking hated every fucking day of my life. In in April and May of 2022, hated every fucking day of my life. And even a day like today that kind of, by a lot of metrics would suck, was a really good day. And so like that, like that transition that I've gone through has been, it it really, I kind of, I tried to frame everything the year that came before it. I've tried to frame that as like all of that shit. You had to do all that shit for this to be worth it. And it absolutely has been. So here's what I do. Here's what I do get. uh, The life choices that I made a year ago that took me to the most dangerous city in America. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. So that's it. Those are our voicemails. Those are our like uh, pontificating. So awesome. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in everybody. I really appreciate yeah. it. We'll catch you guys next week. God bless. <laughs>